Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello, hello. We have taken a couple of weeks break from the podcast, mainly due to finding enough, not finding enough hours in the day to get everything done and being between homes still and yeah, need to get more organized. But I'm going to give you a couple extra episodes and I'm going to take a break in August and do some batch recording with some exciting guests. So this episode has been long overdue. I've been wanting to do this for a while and I kind of was putting it off basically because it feels like quite a big topic, but I'm going to do my best to talk about this. Obviously, there are so many nuances to this topic and it would be impossible to discuss everything. So I'm just sharing a little snapshot of this type of anxiety, which I don't know what to call I don't know whether to call it life stage anxiety or I think I saw on Stylist they call it the tri-life crisis. There's a book called The Panic Years, which, you know, that could be another word to describe it, the panic years. But I'm going to call it life stage anxiety, marriage, babies, house buying, career ladder stuff. And because it seems like, I don't know if it's the same for you, I'm 35 Every day, there's another person who is posting a picture of their ultrasound uh, on Instagram or the keys to their new house. Or, you know, in my case, I follow a lot of coaches, coaches talking about how much money they're making. And obviously, it's wonderful. And I'm actually really happy for people who are having babies and buying houses. But you can really see how if you want those things in your life and you haven't gotten the things that you want to see seemingly everyone, I know it's not everyone, but it can sometimes seem like everyone, can't it, when our Instagram feeds are filled with it. Seeing people, you know, having these things in their lives that we may want, that we may feel are not accessible to us or, you know, not available to us at the moment, it can be really hard. And I think it can create a sense of FOMO, fear of missing out, not feeling good enough, comparison, feeling dissatisfied with our life and what we have. And so I just wanted to talk about this topic and this whole area, really. So I read in The Telegraph, they wrote that millennials in the UK feel more pressure than any other age group to reach traditional life milestones 
And this research was commissioned by Hitachi Personal Finance. So this generation, well, my, my generation that I'm a part of, I don't know if you're a millennial, if you're a millennial or younger, you know, we are experiencing more pressure than perhaps the older generations did. I know things are very difficult for older generations in different ways, but this pressure to have it all, to reach these certain life milestones can feel quite intense at times. And, you know, there's all this pressure to have a perfect life as well, isn't there? Um, I'm going to blame social media again because I think that's where a lot of that pressure does come from. But it can also be pressure that we put on ourselves and um, this idea that we need to have all these boxes ticked. And if we don't have all these boxes ticked, are we missing out or are we not good enough in some way? And it, it can be very painful. So other things you might be feeling pressure about might be earning a certain amount. It might be passing your driving test. It might be buying a house, having a child, getting married or being in a long term relationship or figuring stuff out. <laughs> you know, when you ask people, I think I asked people on my Instagram recently, like, do you feel like you have everything figured out or do you have things figured out? And like 97% of people were like, no, <laughs> I don't have it figured out. <laughs> I might look like it, but I don't. So yeah, a lot of us may feel that way. And during the pandemic, you know, some of these pressures for some people may have increased. You know, we've, you know, if you're if you're dating, if you're wanting to meet someone to to settle down with or have a long term relationship with, then dating has been put on hold for lots of people. Chances to meet people in the last year and a half have drastically reduced. People have been told to delay starting a family because of the strain on the NHS. Um, I've heard of lots of people having IVF treatments who have had delays and setbacks because of the pandemic. You may have lost your job in the pandemic. You may have had to use your house deposit that you were saving for ages to keep yourself afloat. You know, people have had their weddings cancelled multiple, multiple, multiple times. So I think in the last year and a half, this kind of life stage anxiety, certainly for some people, may have you know, been even greater. So the first one I'll talk about is buying a house, getting on the housing ladder, which we seem obsessed with in the UK. I, I hear that in Europe, people are not so obsessed with owning a house. People are much more likely to rent. And I wonder if we might need to change our expectations because of the situation that we're in. I was listening to your podcast this morning. Um, the podcast host is Ortega Uwagba, and the podcast is called In Good Company. And her guest was Vicky Spratt, who's a journalist, and she's got a book coming out about home renting. And Vicky was talking about how one third of millennials will never own their own home if things continue as they are. So, you know, I remember talk I was talking to my, my parents about this the other day. They bought a house in London and this was probably like 35 years ago or 40 years ago and I think it was 24 grand or something for a house that's now worth like over a million basically a council flat and so the proportion of our earnings that we're expected to spend on a house you know compared with how much we earn it's just gone ridiculous hasn't it even in the last year so I was looking at the um, data from the office for national statistics here in the UK the average house price has gone up £24,000 since between March 2020 and March 2021. 
So that's an extra £24,000. <laughs> it's a massive amount to go up in a year. The average house price is 256000 And yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And so we're putting this pressure on ourselves to achieve something that one third of us are unlikely to be able to achieve. And another thing that Vicky Spratt talks about in the podcast that I was listening to is that a big driver of this in the UK is that people are buying houses as investments and this is driving up the prices and houses are seen as investments rather than, you know, homes for people to live in. And that's not to blame people who are who are buying houses but it's to do with the way things are set up and structured in our country another thing that i thought was interesting and this was something that atega uwagba was talking about i think i saw it on instagram she has a book out at the moment about money i think it's we need to talk about money and she was talking about how you know should people who've had de- housing deposit house deposits from their parents or family members should they be more open about that because if you don't have that sort of advantage, then you might be comparing yourself with somebody, you know, thinking they've made all that money for the deposit on their own when in fact they've been gifted it. And that's not to shame anyone who's gotten money from their families. There's nothing wrong with that. It's great if that's your position. But I wonder, it did make me think, you know, should we be more open about that sort of thing? If you're seeing somebody in their 20s, you know, they've got the keys to their new home and they're they've set up their Instagram where they're showing you their renovation project but it's their parent that's giving them the deposit and you're sitting there thinking you know you're not in that position and you know maybe feeling bad about yourself because you don't have that you know should we be more open I don't know I thought it was an interesting discussion anyway so the next thing is getting married the average wedding cost in 2021 is 30,000 pounds £30,000. <laughs> you know, so many of us have been brought up with this idea of the fairy tale wedding, the Disney princesses. <laughs> and, you know, it's so much in our conditioning and in our subconsciouses, our subconsciouses, I don't know if that's a word, in our collective subconscious, that these sorts of things are important. And, um, and so, yeah, again, it can be something that's a lot of pressure. Not only to think that we need to get married in the first place, but that we need to spend a lot of money and get into debt or save up for years or not buy our house because we're spending money on the wedding. And I notice this in myself. I have to say I'm not actually bothered about, I I probably like to get married, but I'm not bothered about the actual wedding itself. But part of me does think, you know, there's this seed inside me that's sort of saying to me, oh, if you don't have a, you know, a big white wedding are you missing out? Is it because you don't think you deserve that? (laughs) Or is it that you, you know, you're going to really regret that because that's what everyone is doing. And it can be really hard, I think, to separate what it is that we really want from what society expects of us, what other people are doing or what other people want. I think it's so important to come back to what we want, to not be swayed by what's in our culture or what other people may want for us another aspect of this is career milestones now not everyone wants to climb the corporate ladder and I've spoken to lots of people recently who've who've said you know what actually I don't want the extra responsibility I don't want to be 
as stressed as my manager is. I don't want my manager's job. Actually, I want to work four days a week and I want to have more flexibility and I want to be able to work from home. And, you know, there can be this pressure to achieve career milestones, to earn a certain amount. And actually, I think it takes a fair amount of courage to say, actually, I'm going to walk a different path. I want to do things differently. And again, it comes down to this thing of getting in touch with what it is that we really want and what's right for us and trying to just be in our own lane and not get distracted by what other people are doing. You know, from my experience working as a coach, you see a lot of coaches who work all the time. They're extremely um, ambitious and that's great for them if that's what they want. But it's it would be easy for me to think, you know, do I need to be working all the time? Do I need to be, you know, pushing myself harder than I am, trying to achieve more? Because that's a lot of what I see in this industry. So again, can we come back to what's important to us, what we really want, even though knowing what we want can be a pretty hard question to answer for, for lots of us. But I'm reminded of the the work of um, Bronnie, Bronnie Ware, who wrote this book, The Five Regrets of the Dying. And I think number two is, I wish I'd been brave enough to live a life, you know, according to my own values. So I'm paraphrasing there, it's something around that. We don't want to regret when we're 80 doing things because we thought that was the done thing or what our parents wanted us to do or what all our friends were doing. That can be a massive regret that we have, that people have. So spend some time thinking about what it is that you want and what's important to you. And then finally, I'm going to talk about having babies. So this pressure that we are not complete unless we are a mother or a father. Probably most of you listening are women and the pressure is undoubtedly bigger on women because of this idea that we are more maternal, more maternal, well, we are more maternal, but more um, nurturing and more caregiving than actually lots of men actually be nurturing as well and have that same capacity to be nurturing. But that pressure is really on us as women, isn't it, to procreate and, you know, you get to a certain age and the questions start about when you're going to push one out. (laughs) You've had one. The questions very soon start about when you're having a second one. So I hear. And I know for me, you know, I, my mum had me when she was 26. And that was kind of an average age. It seems incredibly young to us now in, 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 you know, my generation. But she didn't get her career sorted before she had children. And so I was really aware of this growing up. And really wanted to get my career you know off to a good start before having children and you know some people tell me I've left it too late being 35 I disagree we'll see what happens but many of us may have this idea that we want to be getting our career sorted maybe because we have parents that didn't do that or because there's this idea in our culture again that we need to be career people need to be um, you know putting our work first And actually, for me, it was only pretty recently that I knew for sure that I did want to be a mum. It took me quite a long while to get there. I've got friends who have said since they were nine, they wanted to be a mum and have babies and that sort of thing. And for me, that was not the case at all. I only really had that urge. I always knew I, I probably would want to at some point, but I never had that physical feeling of like, right, I want to do this until like a year ago. But one thing I thought was interesting was this idea that throughout history, women have had to have babies. We have not had any choice about it. 
of the last, I don't know how many, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of years or thousands and thousands of years, women have not had any choice. And we have choice now. And isn't that an amazing thing? And so to be able to exercise that choice about whether to have children or not, I think is an incredible thing. And if you feel that that's your path, you know, I just think that's amazing. You know, do the career thing, have your freedom, focus on other things. There's so much more to life than just going down one path. And actually humanity and womankind maybe haven't had so many opportunities to focus on career or focus on leisure time or focus on your partner or your hobbies or whatever it is that you're interested in we haven't had that opportunity and what an amazing thing that we can so I think whatever path you choose in terms of children you know we've got to remember that every path is valid every path is important I was reading Mariella Frostrup's uh, column something she wrote a while ago in The Guardian and she wrote there are many ways to lead a meaningful life there are many ways to lead a meaningful life. And there are so many reasons why you might not want a child or you might not be in a situation that, you know, is conducive to that or you might not have found the partner that you want to. And coming back to this idea that a meaningful life can come in so many different shapes and sizes and, and how can we embrace that and celebrate the path that we are each on. Also, this reminder that, you know, you might have people in your life right now who seem like they are sorted maybe they've got the house the baby the husband or whatever that looks like but we just don't know how things are going to pan out in life it's a long life you know someone dm me recently and said you know they had they had the marriage in their 20s and they're now divorced you know we don't know life can take so many meandering paths and we don't know and you think you're sorted one minute you might not be the next I think we've got to be kind to ourselves and kind to each other about life because we don't know what's happening behind the surface. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes. You might have friends who have kids who end up regretting it. You might have friends who, you know, their business is doing amazing now and then in 10 years from now it fails. We just don't know. So let's not assume that other people have it sorted, that, you know, <laughs> we're left behind. We just don't know what the future is going to bring and what opportunities or things might come our way. So if that sounds a bit grim and a bit <laughs> a bit dark, but it, it kind of struck me as some an important aspect of this to, to consider as well. So obviously this is a massive topic and I could probably talk about this for much longer and talk about all the different nuances, but I'm just sharing a few thoughts about this topic and perhaps it'll help or help you to feel less alone at least to have these words that you may be struggling with or things that you may be struggling with put into words so thank you so much for listening and i'm sending you loads of love you have been listening to the karma you podcast with me chloe brotheridge don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website karmayou.com you can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 